This is Ralph Metzner, and you're listening to the Radio 8-Ball Show with Andras Jones. Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio, songs we will randomly select here with the help of our friends synchronicity it's the radio eightball show Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here at Starburns Industries in Burbank, California, with our musical guest, Alex Lilly. Yellow. And she is providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations, and we have been exploring the world, the universe, the galaxy of Star Trek. And in that exploration, we talked with Anthony Rapp, who plays Lieutenant Commander Paul Stamets. And in those conversations with him, we talked about there being an actual Paul Stamets who that character was based on. He works with an organization called Fungi Perfecti. We're going to get the actual pronunciation in just a second. But he can't join us because, as we said earlier, he is on some sort of adventure in a Patagonian jungle. And so, in his stead, we have another uh, fungal uh, proponent from Fungi Perfecti. She is Lonnie Jean Ronnebaum. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball, Lonnie Jean. Thanks for having me. And yes, so we, we've been talking about mycelial webs and mushrooms and the way they can save the world, but we don't know what we're talking about. This is your, this is your field. This is why we have you here. So tell us about fungi perfecti. Yeah, so it's perfecti. Oh, I got it right. Um, we're, yeah, yeah. So we're a certified organic company. Uh, we specialize in gourmet and edible mushrooms to support health. We have the number one mushroom supplement line, Host Defense. And we we're actually founded by mycologist and author Paul Stamets. Um, he wrote the textbooks on mushroom cultivation. He's also well-known for his TED Talk, Six Ways Mushrooms Can Help Save the World. But we not only sell mushroom products, we also educate people on their many applications. Our mission actually is to explore, study, preserve, and spread knowledge about the use of fungi for helping people and planet. And we've been sex- successfully doing so for about 40 years now. Got but it. the really cool thing, yeah, about working there is that a lot of the revenue generated from sales actually goes back into our research for example, some cool things, mushroom mycelium can break down petroleum in soils. It can filter E. coli and other contaminants from water. And it can even hyperaccumulate heavy metals and radiation from the environment. So there's a lot of wow. amazing benefits to uh, working with fungi. And currently, one of our biggest products is to help save the bees 
We've raised over $5 million with Washington State University to support our research to save the honeybees from colony collapse disorder. And we found that mycelial extracts not only extend their lifespan, but also help support their immune systems. And we're also developing mycopesticides to fight the varroa mites that infect hives and spread viruses. And that uh, research just got published in Nature. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. I love... I love mushrooms, <laughs> and so I have a so I have a couple of you've you've seen Star Trek Discovery season yeah. one, yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah, we get together and watch it at Paul's house after work sometimes. <laughs> right. So I'm sure this is what I would have asked him if he was here to talk a little bit about the science, how the science uh, that is reflected in the sci-fi of Star Trek relates to real world science, and assume that some of us. Don't know anything about mushrooms other than that you can buy them in the store and put them in your salad and that you can also take them at a party and feel connected, more connected <laughs> to the universe, which I, I gather you're not. I mean, you don't dis, you, you don't have a sort of a negative. Your organization doesn't have a negative opinion of its recreational uses, but it's just it's what most people know. So yeah. how can, can you help us connect the dots from the sci fi to the actual sci? Yeah, so mycelium, you know, everybody knows about mushrooms. They've been used in teas for centuries for health benefits, addition to diets by mycophilic societies around the world, like chanterelles, beliefs, morels. Um, however, you know, now we can harness, I guess, and it's the mycelium. So you hear the term like mycelium network out there a lot. You usually don't see the mycelium. It's in the in the wild. It would be inside of a tree in a log or underground. Sometimes mycelium size. It's everywhere. Um, Mycelium is actually the main organism of the fungus, though. It competes for nutrients and decomposes the materials on which it grows on. Um, So mushroom mycelium actually contains more genetic material than the fruit bodies which are just like the reproductive parts of the fungus. So what seems to me to be the main theme on the Star Trek discovery in particular is connectiveness. And that's exactly what mycelium does. So uh, you read in Paul's email, he he made the comment, uh, mycelium is the network that joins all life together and builds the complex guild so necessary for our survival. And he truly believes that. And that comes across a lot in Star Trek Discovery. Uh, the mycelial archetype is everywhere, from black matter in space to our own creation, the Internet. So the mycelial network is, maybe connects m- multiple multiverses together. <laughs> so that's kind of the connectiveness theme, kind of the mycelial network. Um, one concept too that surely came from Paul was the spore drive. Um, spores are actually known to travel through space and you know fungi can break down rock other hard to process materials creating life plants would not even be on land here on earth without fungi so if you also look at extremophiles around the world fungi play a huge role many times what's an, wait, in tell us what with, an extremophile is So something like an organism or group of organisms that can live in extreme environments that no other organisms really are adapted to thrive. And a lot of times that's by working together with other organisms like plants, bacteria, and even viruses to survive. Um, So 
Paul believes fungi could play a huge role in terraforming planets in the future to make habitable for life. Wow. And for those who, who do appreciate the uh, shamanic qualities of the mushroom, that is like the it's like that is like the lesson that the mushroom teaches on the personal level if you consume yeah. it that like that's one that's why this is this whole thing is blowing my mind because we talked about it earlier is that me and Anthony met on the salt flats of Gerlach the year before they started Burning Man and then 20 years later after all these people have been doing psychedelics and ritual and looking to the stars there's Anthony <laughs> surfing space <laughs> through the mycelial web it just i mean i'm getting chills just thinking about it uh, alex our guest is like looks very inspired like she there's something <laughs> she wants to say here oh i'm just i agree it's like the micro and the macro they both reflect the same thing yeah the, Right? I'm just reiterating what you're saying. Yeah, but... It's, just, it's exciting. It's nice to bring your voice into it. Yeah. We're all connected. It is. We're connecting. <laughs> through the and it breaks down connected. rocks. It fucking breaks down rocks. Yeah. Yeah, it wow. breaks down... I mean, the, it breaks down... It's like the, a little kid right now. So I'm going to post the the TED Talk at the, on this po- on this blog yeah, post for people to see because it's... A lot, of, yeah. a lot of these topics are also covered in Paul's book, Mycelium Running. So I highly recommend that. And that might even give you an inside look at what's to come in the series. Oh, for Star Trek fans, you want to get a little, get a little ahead of it. You do do a little reading. Now I got to go back here. I, there's so much that's exciting about what you said, but I ha- I I'm sorry. I know that there, are, we all have a, an inner child inside of us, and mine is a little bit stuck on the idea. Did you say that mushrooms are the reproductive organs of the mycelium? Correct. Yeah. So the mushroom is the fruit body that bears the spores. So if you were to think about fungus and compare it to plants, like they have been for a long time, um, you would think of the whole organism, the tree, that would be the mycelium. And the apple to that tree would be the mushroom. Got it. And then the seeds, the spores. It's not a coincidence they look like penises, right? (laughs) <laughs> no coincidence there at all. It's been cleared up. <laughs> They're pretty phallic looking. Yeah. <laughs> some of them, but some well, of them are yonic. <laughs> yonic. Oh, is that the? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. The, uh, the female equivalent. Yeah. The, the, oh. I, I mean, I'm, yeah. So they're because they're both. Yeah. They're, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. There's a little song. So so, well, uh, and there is a there is a fun synchronicity here that when I found out that Paul lived basic is based out of Olympia when I was researching mm-hmm. all of this, and I called you up to say, "Hey, uh, we'd love to have him on the show." And I told you what Radio Eight Ball was. You said, "Oh yeah, I've seen your live show before in, in Olympia, Rhythm and Rye." Which I thought was, I mean, not a, like Anthony was just talking about how a theatrical event, Anthony Rapp was on, he was saying, a theatrical event is only seen by the thousand or two thousand people in the theater, which shows the kind of theaters that Anthony Rapp gets to perform in. Uh, but but a, but a Radio 8 Ball show at the Rhythm and Rye, there's far fewer people there. So the fact that, you know, that, again, it was just felt very shroomy. The whole, this whole connection has felt very, very <laughs> shroomy to me. I actually intended to take mushrooms before I came down here, but I just was too, I'm, I was too tired. <laughs> I was too tired. I couldn't, but I, I did on Saturday night. I was like, I had a plan. I was going to try to, I was going to let the mushrooms tell me how I should do this show. But the mushrooms just said, <laughs> leave me in the refrigerator. 
So anyway, let's get to your question for the Pop Oracle, since you are aware of how Radio 8 Ball works. This, uh, this music of Alex Lilly is really pretty special. I am enjoying it a lot, and I hope you do as well. So what's your question for the Pop Oracle? All right. My question is, is the genesis of life on Earth due to fungal spores from space? Oh, that's the best question we've got. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. is. I worked the, hard on that one. <laughs> is the genesis of Earth the source of life on Earth? Wait, say, is, wait, say that again. The genesis... Is the genesis of life on Earth due to fungal spores from space? Due to fungal spores from space. Oh, yeah. A little prayer to Terrence McKenna. And now, to engage the Pop Oracle, on your behalf, I'm going to spin the Wheel of Eight. Na, 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 Wheel of Eight. Oh, and we came Uh up on a song that we have already had, so we're going to switch to the cards. It landed on song number one, which has already been played. And now, to engage the Pop Oracle, on your behalf, I'm going to pick a card, any card. Pick a card, any card. Pick a card, pick a card. What is it? Song number? Seven. Song number seven. Firefly. Ooh, I kind of well. Oh, I I already have an idea, but let's let's hear the song. Okay. Just one night. Ha, 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 
firefly. He only lives for just one night. Then a flash of that fatal spark, and we're left alone in the dark. Oh, most beautiful, I was almost the one, wasn't I? Most beautiful, I was almost the one, wasn't I? Was Firefly from Alex Lilly the answer to Lonnie's question? Are basically are mushrooms responsible for life on this planet from spores, space? Spores, spores from, from space. Spores from space. And uh, so, uh, Lonnie, uh, were you able to hear that okay on the phone? Yeah, it was a little choppy at first, but I think I caught the, the most the most of it at least. Yeah, and, like a, you know the good mushroom good, adventure. Good amount. I got. I got some synchronicities for sure. Cool. Well, let's like, let's hear a little bit about the background of the song. I have some ideas as well. So, Alex, tell us a little bit about where that song comes from. Um, well, it was actually about um, it's about a specific relationship, but I guess I just was so um, heartbroken, <laughs> so sad about this the ending of this relationship, and it really felt like, and still sometimes feels like that I'm a person that can only love one time, and then that's it. And um, so I thought of the metaphor of the firefly that just lives for one night, and I used it as a way to describe my lo- my love for somebody. Hmm. And do you still feel like you can only love one person no, forever? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Great. Congratulations. Because <laughs> that took fe- a long time. I know that. Fe- <laughs> like I think a lot of us know that feeling. It took about eight years. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, well, what did you think, Lonnie, about that as the answer to your question? Well, you know, like there was kind of like this innocence, kind of like the sound and the feeling of it, too. It kind of remind me of childhood a little bit and early creation, kind of that type of feel. Um, then the title Firefly immediately made me think of asteroids and comets, like literally fire flying through the sky yeah oh yeah and you know that's where spores potentially could have come from oh i like that i was also thinking about the sort of a prometheus story about fire bringing life and the and with the mushrooms and the inspiration like the i've heard i mentioned terrence mckenna i've heard terrence mckenna talk about the idea that life that mushroom spores from outer space could have landed on earth and been a f- not just like you're talking about like the mycelial web and as being part of it but also as a shamanic tool that where people ate the mushrooms it built culture people developed language and mm-hmm. so there's something about that idea that like fire is what cult- what creates society like we we have a hearth and then we all gather around that hearth 
And now you have people gathering together in that way. And it makes me think of that the uh, the connective idea of mushrooms again the as above so belowness of the mushrooms it has that quality of what we think of as the archetype of fire that it illuminates that it uh it uh, fuels like all of these things so that's what i got out of it yeah and the the line about living you know just for one night you know mushrooms can grow very quickly they can be gone overnight so Aww. They are like fire, but they're, they're only only the little nubbins, the only the, the fruits, <laughs> not the mycelium. Yeah. The mycelium are exactly. there, exactly. So they're almost like little out, they're almost like little outbreaks on the skin of the earth. <laughs> yeah, acne of the earth. <laughs> yeah, but very you know. But again, it's like well, I mean, to, I mean, isn't that the idea that you put them in the middle of this toxic waste and then they take out those toxins and then sploot them out through their, you know, through the shrooms. And then they're not like as something that is something that is different, but it's still like, you know, like you think of a zit as being gross, but it's actually cleaning out the, what's inside of your skin. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they are like, like earth acne in a good way. <laughs> I don't know. That's just what I was thinking. So, well, I think, I mean, it's a great question, a great something, a great, I think it's it's something to ponder as we think about this idea of spores in space. Like the, that's what Star Trek is telling us. And so it's the idea that spores would come to Earth and then inspire us to go to space is kind of interesting. Yeah, full circle. Yeah. So where can we find out about fungi perfecti? So we have a website, fungi.com. We have a YouTube channel, Paul Stamets. Uh, You can follow him on Instagram and Facebook. Um, You can call our mushroom hotline. We're open Monday through Friday. You might get me on the line. (laughs) How do you call the mushroom hotline? Oh, gosh. Don't make me not have the phone number on me right now. I'll (laughs) I'll post the mushroom mushroom hotline in the blog, so you don't have to worry about that. Oh, before you go, tell us, so what is Paul Stamets doing that he can't be here? Oh, I can't really go into too much detail. That's his, that's his private life. But oh, okay. He did recently, he did recently have a, um, a really awesome lecture in, in Chile. Wonderful. And so he was down in South America for that. Cool. Well, thanks a lot for being on the show, and uh, I'll, see you, I'll probably see you around Olympia. All right. Wonderful. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah. And thank you, Alex, for helping answer my question. (laughs) Yeah. I was honored. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Ball Show. It's a good show! <laughs> <laughs>